lot of guys who get into pickup, they should really start with therapy first. So if a woman's not testing you, it means she's not interested. You're not gonna get any women if you don't like women. You have to first actually like women. <laughs> and I don't have them paying for hookers or anything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. It's like, well, you got time to sit on Tinder when you're you know, taking a dump. I think Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, all this bullshit is going to be out of business. You need to get out and you need to approach women because you need to get past your fear of rejection to get laid by a peahen. Welcome to the Inner Confidence Podcast, where we bring you men's dating and lifestyle advice that doesn't suck. I'm your host, Robbie Kramer, a former collegiate golfer turned poker pro turned finance guy who became obsessed with learning about male-female attraction and dynamics and passionate about teaching men how to improve and optimize their love life. Tune in each week and we'll bring you the latest and greatest strategies on how to get more dates, how to build a thriving social circle that brings the best men and women into your life, how to become a better networker, and how to design a lifestyle that makes all your buddies jealous. If you're new to the show, I recommend you download my first date protocol. It's the best piece of content I have. It'll help you optimize your first date and subsequent dates. And I like to connect with my listeners personally. So if you want to grab a copy of that, please send me a direct message on Instagram. I'm at Robbie underscore Kramer. Now let's dive into this week's content. Yeah. So in early, let's see, January of 2022, um, I was engaged, my Ukrainian fiance is now my wife. So we left, we left Kiev, packed up the car with our two dogs and drove down to Turkey. Um, our plan was to avoid the cold and the, the winter and to play golf. And then the war broke out. And also my, my you know, wife was modeling in Istanbul. So I can work from anywhere, obviously, running my inner confidence community. So I was doing that. I actually had a couple clients come and visit us in Istanbul. My wife was working as a model. Um, and then the war broke out. So our plan prior to that was to go back to Ukraine and wait for her to get her K-1 fiance visa so we could come to the States and get married and then have the option of living both here in the States and in Ukraine. But Obviously, now we don't feel comfortable going back to Kiev because of the war and the situation. And um, we're waiting for my wife's green card. We've been in the States now since June. So it's been about 10 months. We just moved to L.A. So we've got a, a cool spot here. Not sure if you can see through the window there, but oh, nice. nice view of uh, Century City. We're in like central L.A. So the question is, how do you move from an exclusive style of dating or I guess, or how do you move from the, the standard style of dating yeah, to yeah. a more social circle style of dating? Yeah. Yeah. Social circle is kind of one of those buzzwords that you see being yeah. run around in the, uh, you know, the dating community these days. And a lot of guys want to do like social circle game, but they don't yet have the ability to, to build what I call like trying to think of the words to, to not sound, <laughs> not sound bad. Um, all right. So women are, when women are dating guys, they're dating multiple men at the same time, right? They don't call it dating. They say, Oh, I'm just seeing him or yeah, I'm just talking to these guys. Right. But really what's happening is they're typically sleeping with a you know variety of guys and they choose the best one out of the bunch. And they choose that guy for a myriad of reasons. 
Um, typically they're attracted to all those guys, otherwise they wouldn't sleep with them. And then they're choosing the guy for his personality, right? Or for his ability to, you know, be a, a good partner or a good provider down the line if they're looking to start a family. And most guys do not employ that same dating strategy. Most guys go from either vol- involuntarily celibate, right? They, they're not getting laid at all. They don't get enough dates. They, they don't have options. Then they might get one girl and they're going to quickly lock her down because they want consistent access to sex, right? And they're like, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, and, and you, you hear it all the time. I just want a girlfriend. I just want a girlfriend. It's like, well, you only hear that from guys who typically don't have any girls at all, right? If you, if you, if you see a guy who's got a, you know, a handful of women and he's got, you know, he's got girls all over the place and he says, I want a girlfriend. Well, then that's probably true. He probably does want a girlfriend, but for most guys, when they say, I want a girlfriend, that's coming from a place of scarcity, not from a place of abundance. And they just kind of lock down the first girl that, that they, you know, is lucky enough to, to sleep with them. So if, the, if you're in that stage, when I call that forced monogamy, right? If you're either in involuntary celibacy or forced monogamy, that is not a choosing from a place of, you know, that you're not making the right choice, you could say, because you, you don't have any options. Um, so in order to kind of do what women do, we need to be able to consistently attract them. We need to date multiple women at the same time. Spin plates is a term you hear that thrown around, um, in the manosphere and the personal growth community. We need to spin plates simultaneously, which means dating a bunch of girls at the same time, sleeping with a bunch of women at the same time, and then choosing out of those women, the best one based on her personality and her likelihood to be a good partner and same values, same life trajectory. Like if you want to have a family and kids down the road, you'd hope to choose someone who also wants those things, right? If you want to have a lot of fun and you want to party and you want to have crazy bachelor like experiences and you want to find a bisexual girlfriend, well, then you're kind of filtering for that sort of thing, right? And there's tons of girls out there who are, who are into that too. But if you want like, you know, just one girl, you want to choose from a pool of many because that's what women are doing. They are choosing one guy if they are choosing one guy from a pool of many if they're hot and if they have access, right? It's like, that, that's how you want any negotiation to go, right? If you're trying to get a, the best job with the best paying salary and the best benefits and all that stuff, you're going to interview at a bunch of places get a bunch of offers and choose the best one. So dating should be no different. Now, the question was, how do you build, like, what is the advantage of social circle dating or how do you build a social circle for dating? It's like, well, if you can't do that other thing that I just talked about, if you don't have the ability to like sleep with multiple women and choose the best one, then you have no business trying to do social circle game just yet, right? You're not ready. So I like to make the analogy, social circles like farming. And what I just described, that dating process, that's like hunting, right? So you can go on Tinder, you can go day game, you can go out to bars, you can meet these girls, you can take them on dates, and then you can sleep with them and then casually see them and then like choose the best one from that, right? That's like a hunting mentality. But farming is totally different. So when when you're switching to social circle, what I call farming, um, there is no dating. You're not taking girls on dates at all. You're taking them on group dates and those group dates are your events, right? So you meet a girl day gaming and rather than invite her on a one-on-one date, you just add her to your Instagram. You chat with her a little on Instagram, some flirting back and forth, but rather than ask her on a date, you know, you just don't do that. And that's it. If you're consistently showing that you're a high value dude doing cool shit, and it doesn't mean you have to be doing cool shit all the time. It just means you got to be able to caption 
your everyday shit in a funny way to make it look like you're doing relatively interesting shit. Like I'm not talking about going to crazy parties all the time or doing anything out of the ordinary. I'm just saying have the ability to show what you're currently doing in a fun and interesting way, right? It's, you don't even have to be doing stuff. You can just be posting like funny memes with the occasional caption of you fucking walking across the street, finding something interesting in the space and creating a caption on that. Now, if you guys are listening, like, oh, I can't do that. That's really hard. Well, that is a skill you, you have to develop. But my point is you're instead of asking girls on dates, you're going to they're going to be like, why isn't this guy asking me on a date? What's what's all every other guy asked me today? Why doesn't this guy? And she's going to see that you have an interesting life and that you have a cool Instagram and you're doing cool shit. And then she's going to reach out to you at some point and she's going to be like, what are you up to? And that's when you know you should invite her to something. And then you're going to invite her to a group thing. She's going to show up. There's going to be other women there that are going to want you to. So now she's going to feel that competition anxiety because there's other girls who are gunning for you also. And what do what does every girl want? Well, they want the guy who other girls want, right? That's That's <laughs> the easiest way and really the only way to get eights and up consistent consistency ugh, consistently I can't talk today <laughs> is to show that other eights and up want you right and you can yeah. show that through instagram you can show that in person at the little parties that you have and i'm not talking about big fancy crazy playboy parties like the stuff that i used to throw i'm talking about little dinner parties right or after parties or pre-parties before going you know out to a restaurant or to a club or to like a local you know sort of live music sort of deal, right? But if that seems really hard to you, if that seems out of like, you know, totally impossible, it, it just means you need to get better at the hunting stuff first. You need to be able to build like a consistent dating funnel, whether that's through online dating, day game, night game, maybe sugar game, you know, seeking arrangements or those, those sorts of, that's another great way that I work with a lot of older guys and I don't have them paying for hookers or anything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, I, actually I teach a lot of young guys how to use sugar dating as well. Um, but it is a very consistent way to get a lot of dates. And when you go on a lot of dates, you get really good at dating. You get really good at, um, all the skills that require consistently building attraction, passing women's uh, shit tests, as we like to call them, right? Any woman, if she's attracted to you, she's she's going to test you to, to make sure you're really the guy that she thinks you might be, right? So if a woman's not testing you, it means she's not interested. So what's she going to do on the date? She's going to give you a hard time. She's going to you know call you out on stuff. She's going to try to pigeonhole you into saying the wrong thing. And it's not because she's a bitch or a horrible person. It's just because she needs to see if you're the sort of guy that she wants. Right. So that is sort of like the, the progression, the journey for a guy who's looking to be, and it doesn't matter if you're looking to live the, the lifestyle of like a Dan Blazarian, or you're looking to land your idea of a perfect 10. It's the same journey. The only difference is once you have the ability to live that Dan Blazarian lifestyle, then you just choose the best girl and you make her your wife right? Or you make her your open marriage or whatever sort of lifestyle you want. And then you create that, right? So it's like choosing the best women from a pool because you're so attractive that you have those options, right? In the meantime, there's lots of steps along the way and we can dive into those specific steps. Like if someone comes to me and he's not getting any dates, it's a lot different strategy. I'm not even going to talk about social circle with that guy. That's like way down the line. That's like a guy with no money 
and he's homeless telling me he wants passive income. I'm like, well, let's get you normal income first <laughs> and then we can yeah. deal with the passive income, right? Because you need investments to create passive income, just like you need the asset of a social circle to create passive social opportunities or passive uh, you know, sex, you could say. But the question is, how does Instagram play a role in this? How does Instagram play a role? How do you come up with, with funny, interesting content yeah, to yeah. show that you're a cool guy worth a girl chasing and asking kind of out on a date or asking to be invited out? Well, yeah. all right. So the first thing, the first mistake guys make when it comes to Instagram is they think that they really need an amazing profile uh, feed. And when I'm talking about the feed, I'm talking about, you know, when you look at your profile, you've got those, you see nine photos or videos, right? And then you might see some highlight stories. You see a bio, right? That's kind of like your Instagram main page. So guys get really focused on that. And they think they need hundreds of photos that are really high quality and showing themselves like, you know, with tons of girls or on yachts or this or that and the other. Sure, if you have those, great. But if you don't have those, it's not that big of a deal. I know guys who have a really successful dating life and they only have three pictures, literally three pictures. One guy I know, he's got a picture of Mickey Mouse. He's got one other photo of him in like a tropical spot. And then I think another photo, which isn't even of him. It's just like a, a landscape. But what he does do, so that that's his feed. Like when you go, when you go to his profile, that's all you see. But he's, you know, and he, he's probably has... I think he even has a negative follower count. I think he's got like 1,700 followers and I think he follows like more than that. Um, <laughs> but what he does do is he posts interesting stories, right? Because he does cool stuff and he does a good job of posting that content. So the women that follow him, he's kind of mysterious. They don't see like what's going on in his page because there's nothing there, but they do see his consistent content. And that's what you're going for. When you go on Instagram, if you're listening to this and, and you're like, you know, thinking about what your typical Instagram experience looks like, I guarantee you go on there and you just watch stories. It's the ones that pop up, right? That's all you're doing. And the girls are doing the same stuff. They're just watching stories, right? And your goal is to post good, consistent stories. If you can get to multiple a day, that's great. It's kind of like the more, the better, as long as they're high quality. And like I said earlier, it can range from, you know, a funny caption of what you had for breakfast. It could be something, you know, from your commute to work. You could repost funny memes. Um, you could find other content, repurpose that content. You could, you know, just hold up your phone and, and make a little selfie video. The point is you have to lean into this skill. What I do in my group is we have a channel called social media and we're all constantly posting in there and stealing each other's content, getting feedback on whether or not the content is good and postable um, and learning how to kind of sharpen our sword and get better at this skill. Because coming up with funny captions is kind of like texting, right? Like once you kind of get in the habit of doing it, it becomes easier and easier, right? It's like any sort of humor, right? You got to practice. Like if I want to get funnier, I'm going to look for situations where I can find irony in things, right? I'm going to look for words that I can, that I can tweak um, and make a joke out of that. Right. And if I, it's going to take me a while in the beginning to get good at that, to be fast, but as I practice, I'm going to get better and better. Same thing with the captions. As I practice coming up with interesting captions, I'm going to get better and better. Just like as I practice coming up with witty text, I'm going to get better and better. 
and I'm going to build that skill over time. So it's not a, it's not a, you know, game changer overnight, take some time, but I mean, this stuff is hard. What else, you know, there, there are, there is no such thing as like an overnight dating success, unless you just happen to be a really like, you know, good looking dude with a six pack and amazing social skills has been hiding in a cave. And then you come out and Hey, here I am. Like <laughs> right? that, does, that doesn't yeah. happen. All right. So I can show you some examples of, of guys who have good profiles. Um, so this guy, he does a great job of posting funny content. So here you see him on a boat, right? With cool people. Let me go back to that one. Like, we're all just accessories to Felipe's story, right? <laughs> uh, how can I stop that? So, it, well. Uh, there's a pause button. What's that? Yeah. Oh, there's a there's pause a button. Number there number we go. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Right. So here we go. So the, he, he spliced these four photos together. This is his buddy. He's on the boat. He's with these three cute girls, right? And they, they've got all, they've all got the duck. So obviously he put some time into creating this and he came, he, he came up with a funny caption here, right? He could have just done the lazy thing and just put, you know, four photos of these good looking people, but he went the extra mile. And he said, we're all just accessory to Felipe's story, <laughs> right? So that's, he's showing so many cool things here. He's showing like, I surround myself with, with high value guys and beautiful women. We do cool stuff and we're joking around and having fun. We're authentic. We're cool, right? So that's that first photo. This is just a story from the last 24 hours. Now we've got, you know, there's music playing in the back, feel the vibration. It's such a good vibration. You know, it's that song, right? So now there's people having fun. The next one, let's see what goes on here. All right. This is him in his garage, right? Like, do we really need an interesting cap, uh, like an interesting background? No, him in his garage wearing a red shirt, a bull hat saying 459 audiobooks on the lake. Don't mind if I do. This is what I mean. Like this photo without the caption would be totally useless. It would just be like a dumb selfie in a garage, right? But now you know he's going to the lake. He listens to audiobooks. Like this is what I'm talking about. And this takes some skill to develop because you got to kind of come up with that out of nowhere, right? But hey, is that is that <laughs> anyone could take a selfie in a garage, right? Like when you say, oh, I need an interesting background for that. You don't. All right. So let's go on. Um, let's skip to the next one. So this one is great. This is Jordan Harbinger. He's a friend of mine. He's got a very popular podcast called The Jordan Harbinger Show. Yeah. Um, he basically posts a hilarious meme once a day, and then he posts a link to his show once a day. Um, and this is, says Monday breakfast, be like, I like Pepsi. We have Coke. Okay. I'll take a gram of that and a Pepsi. <laughs> right. So just a funny story there. Um, next we've got Dan. So this is just a, you know, this, so this is an example. Let's see. Is there anything going on here? All right. Obviously they're playing volleyball here. Right. But this, this is boring. This is lame. You need a caption right? Like come either come up with something absurd and silly, like having a great time playing baseball, right? At least that's more interesting than just a boring, not that, you know, not that nice of a photo. It's like the photo is not even good. <laughs> so this is just kind of this example of what not to do, 
right? If you're going to go bother to posting this, add a caption, right? Let's see Nick's here. Yeah, a caption here would, would be great. This is a buddy of mine who's in the war in Ukraine. I mean, he has really interesting war content, but this is a lot of it's going to be, you know, in Ukrainian. Uh, let's skip to who else we got here. Fernando, he usually has cool shit. Okay, he's he's been listening to my advice. Last stop on the way to Athens. Very cool photo with the location. I mean, when you have a photo this cool, not having a caption is okay because the photo can speak for itself. But he's also, you know, signaling to people that he's on the, he's on the way somewhere somewhere interesting. Let's see what else he's got. Nice surprise. All right. Cool photo here. Now we've got a video. It's like a, a square. Not bad. Up from the fortress. Eh, could do better here. Like we need some humor. Now we're going to get another video. It's going to be a little bit boring. Like most people are going to click through this, right? Yeah. So more captions needed here. Let's see what we got here. Another another panorama. So I'm gonna literally say to more captions. Do <laughs> <laughs> we got here? More panorama. Definitely worth the longer stay. Okay, finally. Fucking caption. <laughs> here we go. Next one. Celebrating her birthday. All right, that's cute. Um, time to head home. Like this would be more interesting if he put like, let's go back to that. Like a great idea for this. Like what comes to the top of my head is like, okay, maybe he's stealing someone in there. You know, found found myself. Uh, I mean, I don't want to make fun of midgets, but I already kind of did. Like found myself a midget in Greece or. A <laughs> <laughs> right i don't know like that's where my my brain is going like making fun of something he can stuff in the bag or like you know who knew they sold you know lots of cocaine in greece right you're just trying to come up with something ridiculous so that's kind of where my mind goes so this guy um i think that's just a repost he's he's kind of like a promoter he's always promoting his stuff but this isn't a great example. Let's see if there's any other good examples of people I follow who post good stuff. Um, you know, like the the bar, the bar is low. Like it's you don't need to be that interesting. Like most of the stuff that people are posting isn't that great. But when you do post really cool stuff, like you really stand out. Um, my story right now. So this is a real. I've only got one up right now. Um, you know, this is a link to my podcast. Obviously, this is for my business, but hopefully that gives you guys some ideas. Yeah. So the question is, how do you how do you get more abundance? How do you build an abundance mindset? Well, there's one school of thought, which is fake it till you make it, which I agree. Um, there was a really good TED talk by Amy Cuddy called Fake It Till You Become It. I believe is the title and that does 
a really good job of explaining why that sort of fake it till you make it works. Um, when you don't have abundance, you still want to signal like you do, right? And an easy example of that would be, let's say you get a girl's number and your tendency is to message her right away, right? Maybe you don't message her right away. Maybe you wait like a couple days and maybe she messages you first, right? Or maybe you take a little while to respond to her, right? You show that you're not so thirsty and you're not so, you know, Johnny on the ball to talk to her. And, and if you do those things that most other guys do, which is text her immediately, text her a whole bunch of stuff and keep texting her all the time, you're going to show like, okay, she's, she's the only girl that you've got. And that's not very interesting for her, right? She wants a, a guy who other girls already want. So you can show that you have abundance by not being too available, by not texting too fast, by not responding too fast. But those are just all ways to signal that you have abundance, even if you don't. To actually build abundance, well, there's a, there's a few things you need to do. Well, first, you need to get your inner game in order, right? Like a lot of guys will get into pickup coming from a place of really not liking women. And I think that's a huge mistake. And you're not going to get any women if you don't like women. You have to first actually like women. <laughs> so if you do have these negative like trauma, that's usually trauma-induced stuff where like maybe you didn't like, maybe your mom was abusive and you know, you had a shitty like experience with women growing up, right? Or you had other abusive women around, like you probably don't like women and you you should start with therapy. A lot of guys who get into pickup, they should really start with therapy first and they should sort of untangle a lot of that trauma, you know, either from their childhood or a younger age. And they need to, they need to actually get to a place where they like women, right? Or, or at least they're indifferent about women. Because if you try to meet women and you don't like them, it's going to come through. It's going to be very obvious, right? And you're not going to enjoy the process anyways. So that's step one is get your inner game in order. Make sure you actually like women. Uh, make sure you're in it, you know, you're, you're trying to improve your dating life for the right reasons. Now, once your inner game is at least to a place where you're operating from a healthy mindset, well, now you need to get out on the court and take a lot of action, right? Before you do that, I have three books that I, well, not before, like during that process, I really recommend that every guy read, they read The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. That will explain masculine versus feminine energy and how attraction and polarity works, right? If you're a masculine sort of uh, person or being, you're probably more attracted to, to feminine women, feminine things, right? Um, if you're kind of in the middle, you might be attracted to kind of in the middle. And it's important to understand those dynamics or, or you won't know how to create attraction. Very, very quick and easy read, Way of Superior Man, David Data. And then there's two other really good books that just do an amazing job of summarizing the, the entire journey and making sure guys have the, the correct sort of mindset going in. The first one is Mate by Tucker Max. And the next one is Models by Mark Manson. Uh, Mark Manson also wrote um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which yeah, is yeah. a bestseller. And then he wrote a follow-up to that, um, which is also an amazing book. So I recommend those as well. Um, but you know, once you read those, those books, then you need to get out and you need to approach women because you need to get past your fear of rejection. And 
if, if I meet a guy who doesn't have an abundance of women in his life, it means he's scared of rejection every single time. There's very few guys you'll ever meet in your life that are not afraid of rejection because <laughs> we're all programmed to be afraid of rejection, right? That if you, if you ask people's two biggest fears, it's platform speaking, you know, <laughs> public speaking, um, or not two biggest fears. The biggest fear, even before death is public speaking. The second fear would probably be like approaching a beautiful woman. Um, and, uh, that is the personal journey that if you go through, if you transform your relationship to rejection, you will have an abundance of women in your life in a relatively short period of time. And that journey first for different guys can take a period of three to six months on the kind of on the fast end of things. And for other guys, it can take a couple of years because there can be a lot of social skills that need to be developed along with that getting past rejection thing, right? Because I've seen before some guys who really have poor social skills, they can kind of immunize themselves against rejection, but then their social skills may not be good enough to actually make a connection, right? So you're doing two things by approaching a lot of women. You're, you're learning to not give a shit, which yeah. makes you more attractive. You're desensitizing yourself to rejection. You're taking more risks. And at the same time, you're improving your social skills because you're talking to all these people and you're learning what works, what doesn't work. You're playing around with different ways of being, right? Whether it's better for you to be like the funny man or the straight man, a little bit more serious, a little bit more playful. Um, you, you know, you have to kind of fool around and find the most authentic way that you can present yourself, right? And people say, oh, well, my personality is this or that or the other. It's like, no, I call bullshit. You, we, we don't have set personalities. You're not born with a personality, right? You might be born with some other traits, but our personalities are very much molded by our, our community, our, our social circle, um, our local culture, and then by the action that you, that you could take. Um, G Hopper asked a question recently. Um, uh, I'll get to that in a second. G Hopper. Um, and, um, but going back to that, that process, what I was saying is that is what's going to get you from a place of scarcity to abundance, going out and meeting women in real life and getting better at doing that is going to transform everything when it comes to your dating life, because you're going to be getting more leads and you're going to be doing a better job at being attractive <laughs> to those leads. So you need the reps. And along with that, I really recommend you get some coaching because like you can go out and you can do all these reps, but if you're making a bunch of mistakes and you don't see those mistakes, then your path of improvement or your rate of improvement is going to be a lot slower then if you had a coach sort of watching you and saying like, okay, do this different, that's, that's the, not the most optimal way of doing X, Y, Z. Um, and I can get to the question from G Hopper. Can you elaborate how the leverage program works? Um, is it group work? And essentially what we're doing in the leverage program is we're, we're a group of guys. I can share my screen here. So this is the IC community which used to be called the leverage program. Now it's called the IC community, same program, <laughs> different name. Um, so what we're doing in here is we're all taking a bunch of action and then we're helping each other to, to show how we could have done that action better. So one of the biggest popular channels is approaching under meeting girls, lead generation, right? So 
So here we go. So I just approached a younger looking girl. She was in a real touristy area of Berlin and was taking pictures. I went up to talk to her, commented on her picture taking, asked where she was from, and then her mom showed up. When and that I didn't fold and run away. I started talking more to the mom, talked a bit about America. Then I said, nice talking to you. Kind of repeated that I wanted to see if the girl wanted her pic taken. Wow, that sounds weird now and left. I'm not sure I was supposed to ask her for a number though. What would y'all have done there given more variable, right? So case in point, right? Guys are posting in here and we're answering the questions and helping them improve their approaches. So that's that's one way that we do it. Um, and I don't want to show it too much because there's some private stuff and we're live on YouTube here. <laughs> so I, I just realized. Um, but the other the other thing that we do a lot, if you notice when I just opened that under organized girl advice is uh, is what was showing. And you saw a post from George and he had screenshots of a text message uh, conversation. Plus, he had a write up of how he met that girl. And that's, in my yeah. opinion, the fastest way to learn. Like, imagine you wanted to get better at tennis, right? So what do you do? You, you go on the court with a coach. He watches you hit the ball. He shows you on a video how you're hitting the ball, right? Maybe not video in the beginning. Like, you can't hit the ball at all. The video is not going to help. But, like, first he gets you hitting the ball consistently. He shows yeah. you the proper technique. And then once you get pretty advanced, then he's going to start using more advanced feedback, like video camera, um, showing you slow motion footage of your swing, trying to improve the finer details, right? So once a guy is out there approaching and getting some results, now we're going to start fine tuning. I'm going to ask him to record his approaches and post the audio or the video if he can get it in the group. And we're going to go over, you know, what he said sort of line by line. All right, this was good because of that. This was a mistake because of that. And, and here you can see how she's kind of rocking to leave and you didn't, you didn't address that soon enough. And you, and you, miss an opportunity to, you know, connect with her and get her number before she got annoyed with you and left, right? Because you didn't see that your social skills weren't on point enough to realize when she was leaving. So we're taking, you know, real life situations and giving personalized, you know, direct feedback on how you can do better in those. And the, the other thing is why it's effective is that it's a community of guys that are really supporting each other going through this process together, right? If you just try to build an abundant dating life and you don't have anyone helping you, you don't have the support of other dudes, it's a really lonely journey because what's going to happen? You're going to go out, you're going to get rejected a lot and you're probably not going to want to continue because rejection feels bad. And if you're not with someone saying, good job, man, good for you, you're pushing your comfort zone and reminding you why you're approaching in the first place, you're going to start doing all sorts of wacky horrible stuff for your inner game. You're going to be like, all right, well, I got rejected so many times. I just want to get, I just want to get some success. So I'm just going to like go for Instagrams because Instagrams are easier than phone numbers. Right. And then what you've just done in your mind is you've now, instead of going out with the intention of improving yourself and becoming a better guy, now you're going out like the thirsty dude trying to collect Instagrams and you might win that game. You might get a bunch of Instagrams, but you're not going to get dates because she's going to be like, all right, this guy's just like out trying to like, you know, collect an Instagram. Like you walk through, hey, you're really cute. Can I get your Instagram? You'll probably get the Instagram, but she's not going to go out with you because you haven't made any sort of connection yeah. with her. You haven't shown any personality. You haven't done anything, right? So we get so focused on the results when we're, when, when rejection is happening and we're not getting results, we get too focused on the results and then our game goes down the toilet. So being in the IC community protects you against that because 
it's very obvious when guys are just like hunting for Instagrams or they're doing the wrong thing or their inner game is screwed up and they're out there approaching women or they're, you know, we see their messages on Tinder or Bumble or seeking wherever they're messaging women online with bad inner game or bad texting or just bad game. And we're like, all right, what are you doing, man? What's going on? What's happening in your mind? Oh, well, you know, these girls flake. So I'm just trying to avoid flakes. And it's like, well, that's a shitty mindset. That's not going to work. Right. If you're trying to avoid flakes, you're just going to get, you're going to start texting girls like an annoying sort of, you know, admin CEO. You're like, listen, I'm really busy. Uh, if you schedule with me and you flake, I'm not going to see you again. Like you'll see guys getting frustrated and sending like God awful, yeah. you know, let me throw up in my mouth of, for a second messages like that because they're coming from a place of frustration and not coming from a place of like the actual, their goals all fucked up because they're they're just trying they're they're trying to jam some result is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. So I had I had one of the guys in the group, that same guy George. We had a coaching call um, at the beginning. I'd say let's see what's today. So it's Tuesday. It was like last Wednesday, like a week ago. Um, and his mistake was. He was just trying to collect Instagrams, you know, like the, I was using him as an example before. And when I'm like, listen, the goal for you as approaching the Instagram is just a result of you having a good interaction, right? I want you focused on how can I have a good time, which is very difficult, right? But how can I step into tension? That's better. And when you go into the interaction thinking, how can I step into tension? How can I grow as a man? Well, every interaction gives you that opportunity. Right. If you're going into it thinking like, all right, I'm going to step into some tension here. I'm going to put my balls in the line. I'm going to risk rejection. And I'm going to grow. Every approach is a win because you're walking away with a little bit bigger pair because you did that really hard thing that most guys are scared to do. And if now you're looking at, all right, well, how can I, you know, step into this tension more? Well, now you don't care if she gives you a shit test. Now you don't care if she's a bitch because that's just more tension. That's great. Right. And then when you post in the group and you're like, hey, I just, approach five women. I failed with all of them, but like I stepped into a lot of tension today and then everyone applauds you and be like, good, good work, man. You're the man, keep it up. But now you're getting positive reinforcement for, you know, a really hard thing that most guys are too scared to do. And you need that positive reinforcement to keep going. And that's what we saw with George this last week. And he had his best, his best week in the field. I think he did 40 something approaches um, and ended up with a bunch of dates, right? And guys are like 40 approaches. That's, that's really hard. It's like guys are spending way more time. Like it probably took George an hour per day. Maybe he was out there for two hours, a couple times, just walking around the mall. Um, but guys are spending way more time than that swiping on Tinder and then going on dates. If they're lucky with ugly girls who are fat and look nothing like their photos from two years before. So it's amazing what guys will say, oh, I don't have time. It's like, well, you got time to sit on Tinder when you're, you know, taking a dump, swiping. You're not doing shit for your dating life doing that. It's like, you're not growing from that. So it's it's hard. It's not easy. But very few guys are willing to do it. And that's why it works, right? Like if every guy is doing this thing and you try to do that thing, I promise it's not going to work. Tinder doesn't fucking work for anybody. Even guys who are really good looking and really like have all their shit together, they're still going to get uglier girls than they would in real life or they'd get from their social circle. Always. Right. 
maybe there's an outlier. If you get lucky, right place, right time, right? There's some hot girl who's on the rebound. She's looking to get laid that night. She swipes on your photo, but come on. It's like, I'm not talking about those one in a million shots. Well, that's because on, on any online dating site, the ratio of yeah, men yeah. to women, it's like eight to one. It's ridiculous, yeah, yeah. right? These online dating sites are built to make money, right? And who, who do they make money from? Well, it's not from the women. It's from the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By parading a bunch of hot girls, a lot of those profiles are probably fake, right? It creates a slot machine effect, which is addictive, right? That's why when you go on Tinder, it's really hard to get off Tinder. You're just going to keep swiping because, hey, the, the, the next one might be the jackpot. It's the same reason you go to Vegas. You put the, the quarters in the slot yeah. machine, right? It's like the next one might be the one. I better keep swiping. I better keep swiping. And then before you know it, you've been swiping for like 45 minutes and you got nothing, right? Yes. I, I guarantee a lot of those profiles are fake or they're girls who are just on there seeking validation. They're never going to go on a date. They're never going to answer a message, right? And you are being addicted to this process and you're starting to pay for it. Right. So they're making money. These sites aren't going to last. I don't, I don't think they're going to last much longer. Um, that's my prediction. I think Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, all this bullshit is going to be out of business in the next few years. And I think what will re replace it are sites that will actually create what women are looking for, because women are the ones that are doing the choosing in the dating market. Right. And that, that's usually true through you know throughout the animal kingdom right it almost every like species of our planet especially mammals like if you look at pe uh, peacocks for example right like the man shows his beautiful plume right and the reason why that like what what he's showing a male peacock with that beautiful plume right is that he's healthy and that he's a good reproductive uh mate right the chances of her of the the peahens kids surviving are really good because this peacock has a, amazing genes. That's what it shows, right? Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing about that, you can read about this and I think it's called The uh, Evolution of Desire by David Buss, um, that having that crazy, beautiful peacock plume is actually dangerous, right? Like you open yourself up to predators by saying like, look at me. But in the animal kingdom, it's worth having that <laughs> to get laid by a peahen, <laughs> right? Um, it's, it's like the risk of having the, the huge plume um, outweighs the, you know, the cost of potentially getting eaten. So, you know, it's the same thing. It's like guys are, guys are doing our best to show our status, our wealth, our beauty, and then women are choosing which guys, right? Now, obviously you want to be the guy who's choosing that there's, you know, an abundance of women interested in you, right? And women are not having that experience online. What are they getting online? Well, they're getting like a but they're getting paraded with a bunch of guys, but they don't know which guys are real and which guys are fake because it's so easy to bullshit, right? And that's why most women they'll flake on a date if they meet a guy on Tinder or Hinge or Bumble. They're always going to flake on that date or someone they met in real life, or they'll even flake on it for someone who has an Instagram that they vetted the Instagram because women are looking for status. They're primarily attracted to, to status, which includes power, right? And if your profile shows status, you have a much better chance of being selected. Now, the only sites, the only online dating sites that are operating right now that put status first are sites that block access to certain men. 
So one of those is seeking.com, seeking arrangements. There's a paywall of seeking. It's like a hundred bucks a month at least, which means most guys can't afford it. Therefore, any guy in that site has some status because he has some money, right? Yeah. So the, the ratio of women to men on seeking rather than being like eight to one men to women, I think it's maybe opposite. I think it's like eight to one women to men. So when you go on seeking as a man and you can afford the hundred bucks a month, well, now you're, you're actually getting the one being the one messaged and you're having women kind of like open you and chase you. It's a, it's a completely opposite experience. There's another site called the league, which requires you to be vetted. I'm sure there's, there's a few others, but like, this is the, the, where online dating will go because women are the ones choosing and they have information that's necessary to make that choice on Tinder or Bumble or whatever. They're only choosing guys that basically that they're attracted to that they want to potentially fuck. But for a woman to just do that and go out and bang some guy off Tinder, right? Like that's not going to happen as often as she'll just kind of go on a date with a guy that she's more interested in, right? You, you need a very sexually liberated chick who's just like trying to get laid for, for that to happen. So that's, that's why they call them fuck apps. You know, Tinder is basically a fuck app because that's what's happening there. You've got... You know, some girls who are trying to get laid, who aren't very cute, hooking up with guys who are probably significantly better looking than those girls because the marketplace is skewed. And those guys, you know, are and the, the other guys who are, who are jerking off are envious of those guys who at least are getting something. But it's, it's an ugly mark dating marketplace out there. It's very lopsided and mismatched, which is why I think these other sites will prevail over traditional online dating. So sorry if I went on a little bit of a tangent there. I'm not sure if where I was even going with that, but yeah, but yeah. that's um that's what I think will happen in the yeah. not so distant future. Because women need a women are not being served on the current dating sites. Right. And they're only in business because men are still dumb enough to pay on them, even though the ratios are terrible. Because as a guy, like you're gonna look for the the easiest and you know painless way right like yeah. we're all inherently lazy we don't want to spend our time and energy on on you know things that we don't know and everyone knows tinder right they made it to the the front of the dating market and it's like okay yeah well i want to if i want to go on a date what's the first thing i do well what's the easiest thing i make a profile on tinder and i start swiping i can do that yeah. you know while i'm sitting on the toilet <laughs> right? Versus if you actually want success, you got to do the hard thing, which is, well, I got to learn how to, you know, put an outfit together. I got to take a shower. I got to go outside and I got to go talk to that girl, you know, walking down the sidewalk. But guess what? No one else is doing that. So your odds of that working are tremendously higher. It's free. It's good for you. It doesn't cut, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of time and you're a better man for it. Right? So you're serious about this stuff that strategy will work yeah, yeah. Oh, i guess there's one more question from g hopper if he's still here um he said thanks robbie do you have many guys in ic from australia and many older clients 45 to 50 bracket uh yeah we actually have if not 30 to 40 percent in the group there's like how many guys we have in that group we've got about 60 total um and my guess is there's 20, 20 to 25 of the guys that are in that age gap between 40 and 65. Um, 
and those guys are not into clubbing, obviously. None of the guys in the group are into clubbing. Clubbing is is a really low return on investment way to meet women. Um, so I'm not ever promoting clubbing unless you have a amazing crew of dudes that are extremely versed in how to optimize <laughs> the club going experience. Um, so hopefully that answers the question. But uh, yeah, if you have other questions, man, feel free to... Um, Go to this page, start.innerconfidence.com. And um, you, know, you can watch that video, which will give you some more info on, on the IC community. And feel free to schedule a call with me and I can go over any sort of personal questions and see if it's a good fit. So thanks for tuning in to my uh, subscribers here. So hope you guys enjoyed and got some value out of this. See you guys later. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you're new to the show and digging our content, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you listen or watch. But if you're not really digging it, go ahead, just don't leave us any review at all. That'd be great. If you're feeling a little bit stuck or you just want to optimize and step up your game, we've opened up a few spots in our Inner Confidence community. We're accepting applications if you want to join our select group of men and experience the radical power of accountability, cross everything off your sexual bucket list, and just become a beast who gets more stuff done. To learn more and apply, go to start.innerconfidence.com.